Hello, and welcome to the Hustle Hotspot Podcast. My name is Sammy Sullivan VIII. I'm a public speaker and lifestyle coach, and the Hustle Hotspot works to deliver you authentic and original insight and perspective so you can grow mentally, spiritually, socially, physically, and financially. Creating balance is the objective, and developing your mindset is the pathway to that success. Dial in, focus up, it's time to shine. Hey everybody, it's Sammy Sullivan, Nathan. Welcome to the Hustle Hotspot Podcast. We are live from Naples, Florida. Today's topic is going to be positivity. And the quote of the day is, all too often we are focusing on the shadow in the room only to forget about the light creating the shadow. There's always going to be a positive side or a light side to every single situation. We have to find those lessons in that perspective by conditioning our mind. And that's what we're going to be diving into today. Uh, I'm going to talk about first in a world full of darkness. That's, that's what I'm starting with in a world full of darkness. Just remember that as I go on with this story. Two weeks ago, I was at my first Toastmasters meeting. Toastmasters is an organization that allows people to work on their public speaking and presentation skills. And I was at my first meeting and I actually got the opportunity to speak in front of this room of 15 to 20 people. And I was given an impromptu speech, which the topic that I had was, I will never forget the time that I dot, dot, dot. So I didn't know the topic until I stood up ready to speak. I had to speak for two to three minutes and The first thing I thought of when I went up there was the time that I took a shit on Clearwater Beach and I realized that me being one of the youngest people in the room, everyone except for my girlfriend was older than me, I was like, that's not a good idea. Well, I ended up being able to say a joke, got them laughing and I bought myself some time and I said, the time that I will never forget is the time that I went to jail. I'm not going to go into the details of that, but I shared a very brief summary of that, tried to build it into a inspirational message. And after the meeting, I had a lot of people come up to me and tell me that I did so well, that they really could see the passion that I have a talent for speaking and actually even won an award. And that was really fun. It was really uplifting as a small win for me. And then this gentleman came up to me and he had the audacity to ask me, I was a little upset about this, but he said, was that a true story? And I said, of course it was. And he goes, really? Because you seem to make real light of it. And my response to this older gentleman was, well, I think that sometimes making light of a situation is the best option because we already have a world full of darkness. And so that's, that's really what we're going to be talking about today is how can we find light in dark times, the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, that we're, we're focusing on the shadows a lot and the start of this, it was really brought to me on how I could, the way that I could cultivate my own positive thinking and finding the light in situations. I became better at that once I figured out that the quality of our lives is, de- is dependent on the quality of questions that we ask ourselves. So the quality of our lives de- is dependent on the questions that we ask ourselves. If whatever we're going to ask ourselves is what we're going to find and what we're going to focus on. So if you're asking yourself, why does this always happen to me? You are going to find the answers to why a crappy situation happens to you. If you ask yourself, why do I have to do this? You're going to have to, you're going to be thinking of the reasons of why you have to do it. There's a lot of other ways that we can go about that. Instead of saying, why does this happen to me? We can ask ourselves, how can I allow this situation to impact my future? How can I make the most of this situation? That question is going to give you so much more power, so much more creativity 
and allow you to grow in a much healthier way. We always got to watch the way that we're asking ourselves questions. It's important. It goes along with our self-talk. How are we talking to ourselves? It's one of the biggest factors of success is positive self-talk or and having a positive self-image. If you wake up in the morning and you say, ah, why do I have to go to work? You're going to think of, I have to go to work because I have to pay bills. I have to go to work so I can take care of my family. I have to go to work or I have to go to school because my parents told me to or whatever the reason is. If you wake up in the morning and you say, how can I make the most of my opportunity today as a human being? You're going to find so much more passion, purpose, and results as a effect of asking yourself good questions. So my challenge to you, something that I did that really helped me was I wrote down the questions that I asked myself the most. I really started reflecting on this, meditating on this, and writing down the questions that I asked myself. And the ones that were really negative, I wrote down a question that I would rather ask myself. And I read this list a few times and slowly over the course of the last few years, it's built up exponentially and now it's almost become a habit. The moment I have a negative thought, I can say, hold up. Grab that thought right out of thin air and switch it into what I want it to be. It's taken a, a sense of conditioning and conditioning is going to be a really important factor in this. The way that we condition ourselves is by the application of practice, practice, practice. They always said that practice makes perfect, but Vince Lombardi said that that's not true. Perfect practice makes perfect. If you're swinging a golf club a thousand times the wrong way, you're not going to get better. You're not going to get perfect at it. You have to swing the club a thousand times perfectly to get perfect at it. My, my football coach, he said that perfection is impossible, but if you strive for perfection, excellence will be obtained. And that's kind of where we need to go with this. Remembering that we won't always be perfect. We will fail. We won't be positive every single moment, but understanding, hey, that's okay. I can get back on the horse. It's a positive way to look at that. So conditioning. How are we going to condition ourselves to be more positive on a regular basis? And that is all rooted in our habits. The way we look at ourselves is in the way that people look at us is a reflection of our habits. If you see someone who is overweight, you obviously know they don't work out enough and that they're overeating unless they're on a, on a journey to lose weight. But that that's a reflection of their eating habits, of their sleeping habits, of their workout resume habits. If you see someone who's negative, that's a habit of finding the worst in every situation. If you find someone with unclear skin, it's normally the reason that they're not showering, whatever it is. I used to have really bad acne. I'm not picking on anyone, but it's just a matter of fact. So whatever it is for you, find out if someone's always tired, always grumpy, it's probably because of the lack of sleep. That's a habit. So we have to find out what are, we have to find habits that are going to condition us to be more positive. And from a lot of the successful people that I've studied over the course of the years and from my own applied practice, I have found reading, listening, and journaling to be the three habits that really have allowed me to grow in my positive self-talk and the questions that I ask myself. So when it comes to reading, reading 15 minutes a day of some sort of positive inspirational message is crucial to me. So whether I'm reading a new book or reading an article, whether it's an autobiography, a biography, or a self-help book on setting a vision, et cetera, et cetera, I'm filling my head with that every single morning. I'm allowing it associate and really dictate the rest of my day. I also listen to podcasts regularly, anywhere from Lewis Howes, The School of Greatness, Gary Vee, 
etc etc i love watching motivational things on youtube inky johnson is a new motivational speaker that's really hit the scene hard the last year or two and he is a blast he brings tears to my eyes les brown tony robbins these guys will get you fired up and really make you think a little bit differently and then i journal journal is the best way of self-reflection it's the best way to learn about yourself is putting your feelings, your thoughts, your emotions down on paper, being able to analyze them, putting them in a box and understand, oh, okay, this is how I feel. How do I want to improve on that? How do I want to expand on that? Or how do I want to change the way that I'm feeling? How do I want to feel? So being able to journal how I'm feeling, if I'm having a bad day, I can label those down, write write down the reasons why I'm having a bad day, and then I can say, okay, how can I switch this and write a nice little plan to start seeing things differently. It puts things into perspective. But those three habits, doing those every day for the past few years, really developed myself into the positive human being that I am now. Not perfect, but very consistent to say the least. So when I do these, when when I started off, it wasn't every single day. It didn't just happen overnight. They say that a nice habit is built after doing it for 21 days. So that's what I did. I set a goal to do something for 21 days in a row, whether it's waking up early, whether it's going to bed early, whether it's meditating, writing, reading, etc., etc. That's exactly what I did when I wanted to quit smoking cigarettes a few years ago. So you have to set these little goals and then build them up and build them up. And you might break them. So you might go three weeks reading every single day and then you go a week without reading. Well, it's okay. You just got to jump back on the horse and then eventually you will become almost obsessed with it. You won't be able to go through the day the same without reading. And that's how what I'm at at this point. Now I go so many days of reading. I might have a day or two where I slip up, but I make sure I jump right back on the horse. It's okay. Not every day is going to be perfect. It's just about picking yourself up. You become more consistent with time. Very much more consistent with time. I was once told that your mind doesn't fully develop, like the core of yourself doesn't fully develop until you're about 25 or 26 years of age. And so I've taken it as a personal challenge to be make sure I can build my habits as most as possible before that age so that once that age comes, I'm ready to just attack the wall and just expand on what I've already had. So that's about building habits, but there's a second part of the conditioning that is absolutely critical to your success. And that is your association. Who are you associating with on a daily basis? My favorite quote of all time, I preach this to a lot of people, is that you are the average of the five people you hang around the most. If you hang around five really fit people, you'll probably be fit yourself. If you hang around five people who are always going to church, you are probably going to go to church. I evaluate the five people that you're hanging around the most. I, I do this when I get in a big slump is I'll write down all of the names of people that I, and I, that I regularly associate with on a bi-weekly basis every two weeks. And I write down all of their names and then I rate them on a scale of one to 10 without using seven on how they contribute to my well-being. I don't use seven because it's biased. It makes you really look in the mirror. It's an easy way out of making it seem like it's better than it is. I take seven out of the equation. A six or an eight is a much stronger statement than a seven. And then I write down how are they helping me in my personal growth. After making that evaluation, I can say, okay, who do I need to maybe spend less time with? Who do I need to spend more time with? I was once told this wonderful rule that I've, I've used occasionally. It's called the two, two, two rule. And you have your two, two, two friends. You have your friends that you can hang out with two days a week, like 48 hours. These are people that you spend the night over. You, you are constantly with them. You spend an entire day. You work out, then go to the beach, then go and get dinner. And then it's, it's like nothing. These are like your best friends. These are like your cousins. You're so tight with them. The second two 
is your two-hour friends. These are the friends that you can spend a task with. Maybe you went to church with them. Maybe it's you created a video. Maybe you studied for two hours. Maybe you went to the bar for two hours. Two hours a week, so that's the second two. Two days, two hours, and the third is your two-minute friends. And sometimes I even make these my two-second friends where I just simply say, hello, how are you? And I move on my way. I know that these are my energy drainers, my energy vampires. They suck the positivity right out of my life with everything they say. I love these people, but I also know that in order for me to give my best self to the people that I care about, I have to take care of myself, which might mean limiting certain people that are coming into my social circle. So I use that evaluation as well. Um, But association is so key. When I really started changing my life around, I cut a lot of friends out. I I was lonely. Uh, What I did to cope with it, how I tried to interpret the situation and make me cope with it better. I would tell myself that my best friends were the authors that I was reading from. So one of the very first books that I read after coming out of my depression and having my transformation over three years ago was How Successful People Think by John C. Maxwell. And so that book I was diving into every single day after work and after hitting the gym. And so I considered John Maxwell one of my best friends. He was my sphere of influence. I listened to Les Brown daily at that time. So Les Brown was my sphere of influence. I thought, well, if I'm not hanging out with anyone and I'm just consuming all of these people, I'm becoming the average of these greatest minds of our times now. So that's the way that I learned to deal with it. Obviously having human interaction is really important for us. We're social animals, social creatures. We need that. We thirst for it. But making sure that we can delegate accordingly is important to your happiness and which will also be important to the happiness of the people around you. There's a there's a great saying that you have to take care of yourself before you take care of other people or you have to love yourself before you fully love other people. And I was once told an uh, analogy by my old life coach, Morgan. She said that when you're on an airplane, they they buckle you, you're buckling in and they have this whole little, I guess, show that they do beforehand. It's not really a show, but this little introduction They say what time it is, what time we expect to be in your destination. And then they tell you about what happens if like we go into water when they grab like the little light floats. And then they tell you about if they lose cabin pressure and they say when they lose cabin pressure, these little masks are going to fall from the, from the ceiling and you're going to grab them. You're going to put it on your head and you're going to help yourself first. And so then once you help yourself, you can help the other people around you and It's just such a beautiful analogy because if you can't breathe, how can you help other people to breathe? So make sure you're putting on your own mask in your own life and don't feel bad because you have to tell someone no every now and then. It's okay because when you say no, anytime you're saying no, you're saying yes to something else. Vice versa. Every time you say yes, you're saying no to something else. When you say no to going out on a Friday night drinking, you're saying yes to your future in five years. For you to stay home from the bar and work on your business is saying yes to your future, no to instant gratification and in, in, in whatever it might be. So make sure that you're always you're, you're okay with saying no. It can be your best friend at a lot of times. The one other thing that I want to hit on for this podcast is that this all takes a lot of time. I've been developing myself for three years and I still don't feel like I'm fully at where I want to be, but I've gotten better throughout these last few years. It takes time. We have to learn to love the process. The process in every way is more important than the result. We have to learn to live, love, and enjoy the present moment. The moment we start getting 
out of our heads and thinking about our future and letting our anxiety grip us, we're going to start feeling discontent with where we are. We're not going to appreciate the things that we've overcome and the growth that we've had. And that might set us back a little bit. This is something that I struggle with and I'm really trying to hit home in my own brain is to enjoy the present moment because it's not about the goals. It's not about the end result. It's about the journey, the people we meet and the lessons we learn along the way. And we have to dive into the present moment to understand that. So be patient. Give yourself some slack. There's no time frame, no reference. God created time. The way that humans created time is just a way to organize society. But that doesn't mean that your path and your journey has to be in the conjunction with that time frame. I was talking to my girlfriend this morning. When, when we are on God's time, it's hard because we have to surrender ourselves to God's time and allow him to mold us. Because he, he already has the answers to the universe. So we need to trust in him. And it's difficult because we're used to wanting to control everything. Love the process. We're going to just do a quick recap. Make sure that you are the light in the world full of darkness. Other people might need to see you battling your battles so that they can overcome theirs. Focus on what you ask yourself. Have positive self-talk and condition yourself. Practice becoming a more positive person by building your habits and identifying who you're associating with. And remember, it takes time. It takes persistence. Learn to love the process. Thank you so much to listening to the Hustle Hotspot podcast. My name is Sammy Sullivan VIII, and it's been a pleasure speaking with you. I hope that you guys have found some sort of value. Please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Sammy Swolivan. That's S-A-M-M-Y-S-W-O-L-L-I-V-A-N. That's my Instagram. You can feel free to shoot me a message. I'd love to hear from you. It would mean the world for me if you could leave a review. If this provided any sort of value, it's going to help my dream come true. And my dream is to help other people's dreams. So thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to the Hustle Hotspot Podcast.